Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. How are you, T? I'm great. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm I'm kind of in like an interesting place right now. Okay. In my life, just uh-huh. in general, where I'm feeling very like loving and open today. Okay. So I feel like that's going to translate a little bit to <laughs> my reading of this episode. Okay. Um, I I have a general feeling that I'm probably going to be a little more forgiving oh. <laughs> to the somewhat questionable episode we're about to embark on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have any, like, opening thoughts? (laughs) No, I just want to get right into it. Okay. So this is episode 916, titled Brotherly Love, which I would argue is a terrible title for this episode. Yeah. Um, The Amazon Prime spoilie is the Camden kids are hiding secrets from their parents. And the DVD description is Simon comes home to ask Matt an important favor, but ends up fighting with his brother. Kevin is tempted to sell the house back to the original owner, mm. which is a lie because he does sell it back to yeah. the original owner. Like, that flat out is what happened. Exactly. I hated everything about that scene mm-hmm. with that man. Yeah. It's so like irksome yeah you know and it's not even so much the old man being there that bothers me it's like kevin like he's so like talkative to this man he presumably has never met before true although he bought the house Mm -hmm. like he's like yeah my wife hasn't seen it the baby was born the day of the shower i'm like kevin shut the fuck up like who is this person that you're just divulging your life to not the Camdens, at least. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, it's so weird. And then this old man is like, oh, I really wish we hadn't sold this house, you know? And honestly, if Kevin didn't show up, yeah. how else was he going to reach out to right. him? I know. Um, uh. I did want to note, because I, I was cur- curious, right? Like, it's no secret that Florida is prone to hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly, so this episode aired... Somewhere in twenty in two thousand five, okay, like early oh five, and so the man mentions that like their house was demolished by the hurricanes, mm-hmm. and I did some research, and it sounds like he's specifically referring to Hurricane Francis and Jean, okay, that took place within a couple of weeks of each other or days of each other, I think, um, in September oh four, okay. So I'm pretty sure those are the hurricanes he's referring to, probably, yeah. um, which I get it, like that fucking sucks, yeah, and. Like, that sucks. But it's like, really? In what world is this happening? Like, you're going to come back to your house and be like, oh, can you can can we get it back, please? Well, and then, of course, he gives this like sob story about, oh, his daughter got married and like has a kid now. And so, oh, my God, I could write a fucking thesis (laughs) on what he says in this moment, because he's like. You know, we had given up on her ever getting married and having kids. She's a career woman, you know, one of those. Like, it's supposed to be like some, like, like, it's almost like, like he's trying to make it out to be some sort of disability or something. I know. know? And then 
And then she goes, and or then he goes, and then you know her and her boyfriend got got pregnant, and all of a sudden, and it was like sh- like a surprise. They got married, of course. Don't worry, yeah, or whatever. And I'm like, just like so grossed out by that thought. Same that like because this is such a like religious show, show. or whatever. Like they have to be like. Oh, but don't worry. The child won't be a bastard because they're married now, you know? A bastard. And it's like, honestly, too, now bring out the soapbox because here I go. Yeah. Like, honestly, too, all these conservatives, I, you know what? I'm not even going to say conservatives, pro-life people, okay? It's like such a hypocritical thing mm-hmm. that like the stance they take is life begins at conception. Oh, and yeah. yet... It's only a bastard if it's born out of wedlock. Like, don't even get me fucking started on this shit. <laughs> the the hip the the hypocrisy and just the flat out like obliviousness. Yeah. To life, you know, mm-hmm. like to, to the world. Like, get off your fucking high horse, okay? Yeah. You can't have it both ways. If the child was conceived out of wedlock, then guess what? By your terms, it's already a bastard, I guess. Oh, man. Since, quote unquote, life begins at fucking conception. Like, it made my blood boil just in the first two to three minutes of this episode. I was already like, ugh, you know? Wait, so, wait, how are you forgiving right yeah. now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> I'll redeem myself. No, but it's, I mean, but this is the thing that I like, these are my principles that like, I refuse to give up. Like, it's like, I'm not saying that it's wrong one way or the other. I'm just saying, like, you don't get to pick and choose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't get to be like, life begins a conception, but it's okay now because they're married. Like, you know, like, what are you saying? What does that even say about you and your beliefs? And Honestly, I don't know why that backstory needed to be said. I know. It's so unnecessary. We're never going to see this man again. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? It's truly so gratuitous. Why not just write, oh, you know, she found someone, they're married, had a kid. Like, why would you say all like that intimate details of your family to some guy that bought your house. All he needed to say was, we moved, we, we retired to Florida, our house got demolished, yeah. our daughter lives here, we came, we really wish we hadn't sold the house, period, end of story. That's that's yeah. all we needed. Thank you. And we get the same result of selling back the house to him. Yep. I just don't understand. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. I don't know why they had to explain this whole like crazy song and dance or whatever about his backstory of why he moved back. <laughs> it's just a lot of bullshit. I know. And then and then what? Are we supposed to be like, ooh, Kevin's such a good person. He sold the house back to someone who really needed it. Like, what? I don't know. But all I'm saying is Lucy and Kevin are never leaving that nest. I love, too, how when they're confronted with that and yeah. Lucy's like, do you guys really want us to leave? And Annie's like, well, yeah, Luce, whenever you can. <laughs> like, Dude. let's get the show on the road, please. And why do you want to live in that house? Like, I know. You're ma- so don't you dumb. want your own space? It's so weird. They're so weirdly I don't know incestuous this family. I mean, I, you know, listen, like to each its own. I understand uh, sometimes you have to live with your family, whatever. Certainly. But I don't know I, I don't know if I've ever met a young married couple that just had a baby 
that isn't itching to have their own space, regardless if they're living with their family. Like, I don't know. I just always hear someone that that they have, they are living with their family and they go, I just want my own space. I just want my, I just want a bigger kitchen. I just want like to, to host my Thanksgiving dinner. Like I've heard many people Mm -hmm. say this many times and yet this one doesn't want to leave the nest. And to sort of highlight your earlier point, like it's not that they need to live here. Yeah, they they don't have money. Yeah. Apparently the market is, you know, available or whatever. Yeah. So do it. What's stopping you? Like, is it just the comfort of like knowing that you have mom and dad? Like, what is that? You know, I will say too, though, and this is where like, again, the show, I think banks on the fact that in 05, people weren't binging, people didn't have DVRs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just one episode ago, Annie was the one who was like, oh, I don't want them to leave. Let them stay. I love it. You know, whatever. And like all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're supposed to get them out of the house. What's happening? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's like such a turn of events. And guys, just go rent an apartment space. I don't know. Like, go rent something if that's the case. I know. Why did they even have to leave the garage? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, what was that about? They couldn't put the crib in their bedroom or whatever. Like, there was not enough room for them. They they have less room in these two bedrooms they've taken over, probably. Yeah, dude. You know? And they don't even have their own bathroom anymore. (laughs) Like, what are they doing? (laughs) Like, do you think Martin is actually cooking? In that garage apartment with all the kitchen space that they have. Which wasn't much, right? Yeah, it like, really wasn't I much. I don't even think they have like a stove up there. No, it, it or was... have it had a stove up there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... They had like really a little like mini a, fridge yeah. and like a sink or whatever. It was really like a studio apartment, yeah, basically. It really was. But, but, um, but I mean, which is perfect for Martin. I get that. Fuck yeah, it's perfect for Martin. It's perfect for any teenager. That's Very everyone's true. dream. Are you kidding me, dude? My dream. So my my house growing up, like my parents' house, um, we had a we have a basement. It's a it's a relatively older house and mm-hmm. mul- mul- multiple stories. And there was a basement, and the basement has its own entrance from oh. the front of the house. Okay. But that pa- that basement over the some sixty years that my family's lived there excuse me um has just become like storage space of course and has just become overrun by things because my grandparents are like fucking hoarders and stuff (sighs) but like my dream growing up was like one day we're gonna clear out this fucking basement and it's gonna be my house like it's gonna be (laughs) my domain you know and i'm gonna have run of the castle like come in come out whenever i please like and it and it's and it's pretty much the entire you know floor you know like it it takes up the entire one story if you will of Mm -hmm. the home so it's very spacious oh my god and there's like a water hookup and everything i like my dream was that i could move into the basement one day cut to 20 years later that has still has not happened the basement is still a fucking storage unit (laughs) full of junk and um i've since moved out (laughs) so here you go but um but yeah so i mean i don't know lucy and kevin man they're just they seem to be a little bit of like a hot mess yeah you know like i'm not it's unclear what their plans are Mm -hmm. because they spend a lot of the first half of this episode like 
well, we're going to get out soon. It'll be fine. You know, like, let's leave this weekend or whatever. But then he's sold the house back. So the whole thing like falls apart, but they can't tell Eric and Annie because they don't know how to because they're embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, just fucking, you did this, so fucking pull the, like, rip the band-aid off. Like, what are you waiting for, you know? Find a realtor and go find a place. Yeah, just like you found this one. I'm sure there's a million more houses in this snow globe called Gleno. Seriously. And I'm sure they have all the moolah. Well, at least Kevin does. I mean, listen, we're led to believe that they're comfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know how loaded he is, but certainly I don't think money's a concern for them. Mm-hmm. So... Go for it, man. This is your family that you're going to be taking care of. Like, what else would you spend your money on? You know? Yeah, exactly. But Lucy's comfortable. Ugh. She's so comfortable. A little too comfortable. Yeah. Um, meanwhile. <sighs> oh, Simon. Oh, Simon, Simon, Simon. Okay. I have so many thoughts about Simon. One, the most important of which, is he just having unprotected sex with all of these girls he's fucking? I don't know. I don't know. Like, so, okay, so we met Anna in yeah. the last episode, right? Yeah. That's his new flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. And he was falling head over heels right. in love with. And then Annie scared her off a little bit, but then she came, came back, back, we saw. So presumably, like, she's the one currently, mm-hmm. which he says as much to Matt. Like, his whole thing with Matt, that whole conversation or fight or whatever that happened. Yeah. I have it so we can listen to it. But, like, I think Simon's making some legitimate points you know, like he has a little bit of a leg to stand on. Okay. But then he loses it, I think, when he brings up like falling in love on the first date. Yeah. I'm like, hello, black pot. Like, who, what kettle are you calling black? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's listen to it. I thought we, I could just be safer. How could you be safer? I thought you could write a prescription for my girlfriend for some birth control pills. Her dad is the doctor at the school clinic, okay? She can't go there. She's afraid he'll find out. So I told her I'd ask you. I can't write prescriptions. Get her some samples from the hospital or something. No, I can't. And even if I could, the answer would still be no. Absolutely not. And you shouldn't be doing this. Well, what do you want me to do, Matt? You want me to get married just so I could have sex like you did? I didn't get married just so I could have sex. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I was in love. You fell in love on the first date? Or did you stay out all night on the first date and then you couldn't get out of it? So you being the minister's son and her being the rabbi's daughter, you know, you say, hey, we've fallen in love. We're getting married. Don't forget you're my little brother. I'm not so little anymore, Matt. Oh, yeah, you, you've gotten a lot taller, but not any smarter. Smart enough not to get married, just to have sex. You think having sex makes you a man, huh? Push me, Matt. I'll push you back. Look, I don't agree with what you're doing. I don't agree with what you did. With what Mary did or what Lucy did. I don't want to get married until I'm like 30 or 40 even. Look, I, I'm happily married and Lucy's happily married. You talked to Mary recently? Oof. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think Simon has a little bit of a point about Matt? He, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, kind of. He does. Okay, but see, 
I say that, and then I'm like, but we were there for Matt's date with Sarah. We saw it. We yes. saw how it went down. He proposed to her yeah. before, I mean, while they were at coffee. Like, yeah. they decided at coffee to get married. Mm-hmm. And then they got married, and of course they're going to have sex. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. In their little hotel room and their bathrobes and stuff. Like, yep. I don't know, though. I don't know, but Simon, Simon's maybe not wrong. Like, he saw her and was like attracted to her and like wanted to fuck her yeah and so his way of like making that happen is to be like let's get married maybe i don't know i don't know i mean it's definitely something to talk about and definitely uh you can argue that but i don't know i think from whatever we saw like he was smitten I know. You know, and like, here's the thing. It was pretty real, man. Yeah. What we saw between them, like, it was such an honest exchange of vulnerability and intimacy. And they both really wanted each other. And it wasn't even like, I don't even think it was really about sex, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like, they were, it's like both of them were looking at each other like, I want this person in my life. Done. Is it crazy? Duh. But I mean, I don't know that with Anna, excuse me, her weird name, Anna, <laughs> the way she spells it. Anyways, that's right. And the name is not weird. The spelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with him and Anna, like I didn't get the Matt and Sarah vibe at all. No. I just saw lust and it was very like it. And mind you. We didn't get the full effect of it with Simon and Anna. Exactly. Because we didn't spend a whole episode with them. Yeah. You know? And with Matt and Sarah, it was the full episode. It was just yeah. really dedicated to them. And you you fall in love with Sarah. The audience falls in love with yeah. Sarah. And you're like, oh my God, Matt. Yeah, this is the one for you. Like, you can't help but think that. But yeah, I mean, of course, there's lust between Matt and Sarah as well. I mean, Look certainly, at them. Certainly. And they, there I mean, should they wasted be. wasted no time getting yeah, yeah. into bed. And I mean, there should be anyway. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just with with Simon and Anna, like you didn't see how they fell in love or whatever. Like you just, oh, but is this how it's supposed to be? And blah, blah, blah. Well, and then, I mean, and, and like I said, it just all falls apart for Simon because he tries to throw it in Matt's face that like it's impossible to fall in love at first sight. And yeah. yet that's what he claims happened with Anna. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So like, so w- which is it, Simon? Yeah. Do you, does that happen? Or are you lying to Anna just to fuck her? Like what's your yeah. deal? You know? And look, <laughs> if your girlfriend can't go, can't get a prescription for it or okay, whatever, seriously. because you know, because her dad is the doctor at the, at the clinic. clinic, then maybe you, you guys shouldn't be having sex. Because if you don't have the balls to go and make it happen, then don't. No, Simon, get, use a fucking condom. Yeah, yeah, that like, too. We, like, this whole thing just makes me go back to this whole scare with Georgia. Like, yeah. was she able to scare him into thinking that she was pregnant because they had unprotected sex. I know. And I'm like, Simon, are you just raw dogging all these girls you're, ha- you're being with? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. What are you trying to do? The pullout method? Like what? Like, are you, are you that stupid? Like, thank you. What is, what is happening right now? Yep. It's so bonkers. 
that the solution to the problem is that she get on birth control. Like, what? No. Just wrap it up. I mean, also, do both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wrap it don't, up. don't ever not use a condom, especially with someone who you just met. And not only that, dude, you are bouncing from one person to the other, and you did just have a scare. I know. You, like, what are you thinking? It's He is being really... Um, irresponsible here yeah bottom line and also uh, with with the the whole thing that went down with georgia i'm just surprised that he jumped back in so quickly well because he's horny Uh, what's he gonna do never have sex again well (laughs) no that he shouldn't well not that it's just like Okay, because I think, you know, we, we don't see Simon for an episode or two, and we're like, how much time has passed? Sure, that's true, Do you too. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, uh, I kind of want to see you struggling with that. I know. But no, he's smitten. He just got, fell head over heels in love with Anna. I was uh. like, okay, okay, buddy. Um, yeah, so they get into it. Like, they start shoving each other, mm-hmm. and they're, like, all whatever but then they get scared by the appearance of kevin in yeah. his boxers holding a fucking gun dude yeah. yeah i'll be honest like it shocked me i was like what are you doing kevin i know i know <laughs> what the fuck and of course then he and eric have that whole conversation about eric does not want the gun in the house like right now go take it out somewhere i don't want it in the house yep and kevin is like being listen I don't agree about guns, or rather, I don't agree with Kevin about guns, because mm-hmm. Kevin's whole thing, you know, of course, he's a cop, so I get it, but, like, yeah. his whole thing is, like, well, I know how to use it, I'm safe with it, I keep it locked, I keep the bullets separately also locked, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm responsible with my, with my ownership of this gun or whatever, and so he's just, like, he doesn't get why it makes Eric uncomfortable knowing that there's a gun in the house. Yeah. Because he's like, when I have my house, there will be a gun and yeah. I will lock it up and whatever. But like, I'm going to have my gun. And, and then he spends the whole episode trying to like prove Eric wrong or whatever. <laughs> like it's this weird, I don't know. It's, a, I'll say this is, it is an interesting conversation about guns yeah. and about sort of, you know, the ownership of, guns and gun control and all those things like i understand why kevin wants his gun and thinks he needs it or whatever but i absolutely also understand why eric is completely uncomfortable with the thought and the idea that there is a gun in his house right now yeah and and especially we should also mention like about half of this episode takes place over the course of one evening mm-hmm. and then the other half is like the next day or whatever. Yeah. Like, so that whole evening, like this, this evening is this long drawn out. It's like the middle of the night. Everyone's yeah. waking up and no it, one's sleeping. It feels and- like it's, about half the episode or even a little over half the episode. I kind of would have preferred if it was the whole episode. Yeah. Like, you know how I'm a sucker for a good concept. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Like, like halfway through, I was like, oh, cool. So this whole episode is going to take place over the course of this one evening. And it's just going to be a series of events that like enforce the story. Mm-hmm. And then and then the next thing you know, it's like in the morning. And I was like, yeah. well, there goes that fun. you know." <laughs> but um, but yeah, so like so then after the whole gun thing happens, he goes outside to like lock it in his car. But then, of course, Martin freaks out, yeah. and comes at him with a bat 
and Martin's like, well, I don't agree with having a gun either, but I don't agree with with like sneaking around outside in the middle of the night either. You know, <laughs> it's like the whole thing. And then and then at some point, Eric bursts in with a frying, frying pan. <laughs> ah. Yeah. What was that going to do? Well, and that's what Kevin's trying to say. Like, really, if you think someone's burglaring your house, you're going to come at them with the frying pan. Really? And Eric's like, I don't know, man. Like. I, I don't know. I kind of I get it. And then Martin makes a or Martin says something about how he got scared or whatever because he heard noises. And Eric's like, "Well, if you're scared, you can always come back in the main house." You know, so funny. And Martin's like, "I'm good. I have a bat. Yeah, I have a bat." <laughs> like the whole thing is like kind of this like funny it, i think it's supposed to play for comedy. i think so like, i think so that, like everyone's scaring everyone matt wakes non-stop. up in the middle of the night the back door is open because eric's yeah. just run out and he's like it's like all earring music like what you know <laughs> <laughs> like it's you know it's meant to be sort of funny or whatever um these people are just clearly having a night you know oh yeah but most of all little ruthie Mm-hmm. With her four-hour conversation with Vincent yeah. until midnight. I, okay, I want to talk about this a little bit. Okay, I don't know if you've ever had that. Have you ever had one of those like four-hour conversations with probably. a boyfriend where you're just like, I don't know what we talked about. We just talked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I had um, my first. It's so weird now, like fifteen years removed to even say it this way, but like my first boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like long distance. We met on a cruise and then, you know, we, whatever. So, um, so all we had back then, it was also too, like, it was like the day, the age of dial up internet and stuff, you know, where you kind of had to like wait till no one was using the phone to like use aim chat or stuff. So the phone was like the most viable option for communication, Mm -hmm. pre cell phones and all that. So I mean, I guess I did have a cell phone, but it was like early cell phone days where yeah. you had like minutes you couldn't go over. Yeah, you know? dude. <laughs> yeah. That was a real thing. Um, it really was. So anyway, so when we would talk, we would talk four hours on the house line. Yeah. You know, and I remember like vividly, like just like I'd be in my parents' room like for hours, like on their bed, just like talking to him and like whatever. And I don't even know what the fuck we'd talk about, but we'd be talking for hours. And then my mom would be like, like there was one instance in particular where my mom was like, Okay, so when you're talking to him, are you using your cell phone or the house phone? I was like, I'm using the house phone. She's like, that's long distance, you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She got so mad at me. She's like, use your cell phone. Like, what are you doing? You're like eating up all our like, you know, landline. Like, we're going to pay an (laughs) arm and a leg for these like four hour conversations you're having. You're like, I'm sorry. Like, what do I know? You know, you're like, like, it's a phone. It works. Yeah. Um, so I totally like re- like Ruthie resonated for me at oh, this yeah. moment. Like that whole thing of like and Eric's like, What have you guys talked about before? She's like, I don't know, we just talked. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically you just talk. And then that whole thing of like, Well, you guys are old, like you've already had all the conversations you're gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that Eric is like, Well, listen, when you have kids, there's no shortage of the conversations you need to have. Yeah. You know, like, I get that. I'm sure. It's, it's very apparent, even just for Eric and Annie specifically. Like, they obviously talk and 
it's 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 the making the sausage moments that we that we so love you yeah. know of like they they talk they they're they get on the same page with each yeah. other and they you know they debrief with each other about their kids and stuff when you hear eric saying we only have one landline and no call waiting i'm like still oh, still no how call are they waiting? in the 20th century honestly well he has his beeper you know <laughs> If anyone needs him, they'll beep him. Oh man, it's so crazy to think about that. Yeah, I mean, in 05, I definitely already had a cell phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think the minutes were probably over too. Like the whole thing of like counting your minutes was probably already over. Was it? I don't know. I remember having to count my texts. Yeah. Like I, I had limited texts I could send. Yeah. But I don't think minutes were a big deal. And at the time, I, oh God, I'm trying to remember when was the keyboard born? Like, oh. instead of T9 and all that mm-hmm. shit. Probably around that time. Right. I would say like 04 ish. What, what was that one phone that, the like, Sidekick? Yeah. That's what it was called. The yeah. The screen man. that we would flip up. My cousin had that. <laughs> oh, dude. I didn't even care about using the phone. I just wanted to the, flip. Yep. I would just flip it. such a, like, cool gadget yeah. thing. She would get pissed. She's like, one day you're going to break this. I'm yep. like, I'll buy you another one. I'm having fun. Those would break so quick, too. Yeah. Like, so many times people's, people's thing would just, like, either completely detach and separate yeah. or, like, stop working or whatever. I can't remember what, which, um, sisterhood of the traveling pants i can't remember if it was in the first one or the second one but i think it was the second one tibby has uh the sidekick and uh-huh. you see her playing with it. i was like oh my god those phones were so much fun <laughs> i always i never had a sidekick but i did have like a flip phone you know like, yeah i had a like, flip phone. I had a razor at one point and i definitely had that old school nokia or no the old school motorola that had a yes. little bit of an antenna you know yeah. And like barely a screen with mm-hmm. caller ID. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked flip phones. Hell yeah. Especially that like that hang up gesture. Yes. Like it felt good if you were pissed at someone. And now you just get a button. You, like, don't, you don't even have to do, even do that. All you have to do is just th- put, put your phone down and it hangs up for yeah. you now. Like it's so that That different. flip, that close just always felt good when you were pissed at someone. But you can't get that gratification anymore. It's not there. Well, the razor is making a comeback. Is it? I think I think they've like released a new razor. There are days where I want to go back to a simple phone and I'm like, I, I don't know. know if I can with texting oh, though. Man. That's oh, the only issue. That's a very good point. Texting, it's with only texting. Yeah. Like I can give up all the other crap, all those other apps. Like I can give that up. But with the texting, the ease, I know. Yeah, cuz that's a little too easy. It would we would have to like retrain our brains too yeah. to not have a touch touch screen. Yeah. Like I'm I'm so conditioned on touch screens now like my phone's a touch screen my computer's a touch screen mm-hmm. like everything's a touch screen like i find myself at work like on yeah. my on my desktop computer like wanting to like touch my screen to like move you know like it's so like, like fuck, you, i have to use the mouse <laughs> yeah like you have to like recondition your brain it's so weird i i don't know man I just I miss my old Blackberry. That's for sure. I never had a Blackberry. I fucking people loved, it. loved their Blackberries. The old yeah, the old Blackberries love them. Now it's like a, it's a big ass gadget now. Is it was it because of the the real life keyboard like for like because of the button keyboard? Yeah. So and like the home button would actually roll. Okay, I had a Samsung that did that. Okay, I had a t- I had a real keyboard with real buttons and a rolly like mm. a like a like like like, like a trackpad or okay. you know whatever. I had a Samsung that did that, and that was pretty cool. 
But that screen was so bad, though, because it was like half keyboard, half screen. Yeah, that screen, the like the color bleed. Oh yeah, and like it would just crack so easily. I went through like four or five of those things in like a two year period. I shouldn't have given up my BlackBerry. Oh, I mean, it wouldn't have lasted this long anyway. I don't know. It's so crazy. I know a few people that can actually they find like old pieces of BlackBerry and they put it together. Oh yeah, I guess you Which could is, like yeah, like you know create your like sort of like put your put yeah. your own together using scraps or whatever yep. but yeah, yeah I guess i'm so. sure someone is listening to us and going fuck no your samsung your iphone it's awesome you get everything <laughs> no but i'm sure there's just as many people listening going like yep i've done it yeah. <laughs> like, yep i've created my own blackberry from scratch you know maybe it's all the nostalgia Honestly, okay tweet at us hashtag <laughs> Like smart hashtag smartphone or hashtag flip flow flip phone. Let us know. Let us know what camp you fall in, dude. I would like. Do you remember how everybody would bedazzle their flip phones? Yes. Do you remember when when we used to hang charms off the side? Oh my god! There used to be like a specific thingy so you could hang a charm yeah. off the side. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! It's so funny, dude. You need to accessorize your phone. Yeah, it it was like a status symbol. Yeah, like it was like, ugh, do you even have jewels on your phone? <laughs> like, are you even living life right now? I remember I used to paint over mine. I would paint it. Oh, that's cute. Not, I'm not an artist by any means, but like I swear, I would just paint over it all the time. I remember when getting a cool cover for your phone was oh, like yeah. all the. I mean, I guess it still it is. still is People now. Still trip over covers. Yeah, I stopped caring a long time ago, but yeah. Um, as long as it protects it, I don't that's, give a shit. Yeah, I'm all about full side coverage. Yeah. Like, protect all my edges. That's, you know, all I'm I I'm a klutz. About. I need to make sure yes. all my edges are saved. Yes, especially with the new phone. Don't you feel like you drop your new phone always? Like, within days of getting it, yep. it's like it ends up on the floor. You're like, ah! <laughs> like, I've dropped my phone so many times, and I love the case. But this one time, I, I, I had a case on my cell phone. My foot broke the fall. Oh, no. And yet... The way it landed on the ground cracked the entire screen. Uh, and it was such a like soft landing that I was like, how the hell did you crack? Ugh, when that painful. shit has dropped from my hands, like, you know. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. face down, nothing happened. That's painful. I was like, oh, great. Now I have to change the screen. And there goes some money. <laughs> That's why I stopped getting Samsungs because once Samsung started doing that screen that like Where, goes over the, the edge, edge. Yeah. And no amount of like there there was no cover that protects that edge anymore mm -hmm. i was like i'm not dealing with this shit so i gave up on samsung hmm? but yeah i don't know i guess we should just be more careful but at the same time it's like it's such a toy you know what i mean like like we most expensive we toy can't, yeah but but it's like so like in our hands all the time that yeah. we can't be like babies with it you know i know like, like what like what are you gonna do like hold it like it's a fucking faberge egg all day long you know like <gasps> faberge egg uh what were we talking about <laughs> Oh, Ruthie and her ah, phone conversation four hours. With, uh, with Vincenzo. Vincenzo. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. I like it. Um, yeah, so who we don't even see in this episode, huh? No, we, he just Vinny gets never name, makes an yeah, appearance. He just gets name dropped. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to talk about the scene in Ruthie's room between her... Lucy and Annie. Okay. 
Which is pretty much like the mirror image of the conversation that Simon and Matt had, right? Like yeah. Simon's accusing Matt of getting married because he wanted to have sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because everyone's insomniac tonight, apparently, like Annie ends up in Ruthie's room. Lucy ends up in Ruthie's room and they're having like a little girl powwow or whatever. And um, about how, you know, Ruthie's been on the phone with him for so long and stuff. And Ruthie asks the question to Lucy because Lucy sort of like, you know, I actually, no, you know what? Okay, let's just listen to it. Oh, we have a <laughs> And then we can talk about it. Tell me the truth. If you had to do it over again, would you have gotten married before you were out of college? Had you thought it'd be okay to be with Kevin before you're married? Well, hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter because I don't think it's okay to be with a guy before marriage. That doesn't exactly answer my question. Luce? Well, Mom, why did you and Dad get married so young? Because I was in love with your father. And you and Dad wanted to get married. You know, there are some things that parents just don't, you know, want to share with their children. It's getting late. I think we should all get some sleep. Good night. <laughs> I like I love Annie so much in this moment. Yeah. Because she recognizes like that that's the kind of like that's a line she doesn't yet want to cross with I think especially Ruthie. Ruthie, yeah. I feel like she if it was just her and Lucy, she probably would have had a more candid conversation. Yeah. But particularly because just before this moment, like, you know, Ruthie and Annie are talking about, you know, Vincent and the whole thing about how his parents are like a little bit Lacks in the parenting mm-hmm. department, and Annie's like, I don't know how I feel about you dating someone whose parents are like that. And she's like, Well, Vincent's not an idiot; he's not going to try to pursue a physical relationship with me, yeah. like whatever. So then the whole thing gets started. But um, this is—I'm kind of obsessed. I—I I must say, I'm really obsessed with this idea, this mm-hmm. whole topic that's being broached in this episode with Simon and with. Lucy and stuff like the idea that you know why did they get married in Lucy's case so young in Matt's case so quickly like you know was it just about sex do people get married in their early 20s or whatever because they're at an age where they want to have physical relationships and yet there's pressure to not do that until marriage Probably all of it. I I can't imagine. I remember that when I was 12 or 13 at the time, I remember thinking 24 is when you are an adult. I remember thinking that. But I was 12. What do I know? Yeah, yeah. You're like 24. That's half my life away. Right? (laughs) Yeah. When I hit 24, I was like, fuck, no. I'm still trying to learn things about myself. But But also, I don't know what to say that like, I don't know if I can say it's a generation thing. I, I think that's wrong. To, I think it's wrong to say that as well. But I remember uh, a lot of, I remember seeing a lot of couples getting married in their early 20s mm-hmm. at that age, whenever I was like 12, 13, 14. I remember that mm-hmm. being a real big thing. And you can't help but that 
like it kind of affects the way you think about marriage or dating. You're like, oh, okay. I really, I know that once upon a time, I truly did believe that in your early 20s is when I guess that's when people get married. Because yeah. that's all I would see. Yeah. Whether it was in media or within like my world, that's all I would see. And then as I remember I hit 18 or 19, I was like, I remember thinking, wow, that's just, it's a, that's only a couple of years away. I can't imagine getting married that young. Right. I remember thinking that as I got older and then in, when I hit 24, 25, I was like, no way can I invite someone into my life and share myself with someone like that. Like, I don't want to deal with your shit. I'm still trying to figure out my shit. Yeah. You know, but I, with them, like trying, waiting to have sex with Matt, it's questionable but with Lucy, she did, um, she had a long engagement. No, wait, did she have a long engagement? No, but she was dating for quite I some think, time. I think they were wanting to have a longer engagement that they ended up having, having because they yeah. had to rush it because of his mom or something. Exactly. Right? But other than that, like, um, they were together for quite a bit. It's not the same story as Matt and Sarah or heck, even with uh, Mary, I don't know how long Mary and Carlos were together before they got married. They weren't. Right? Exactly. So I don't know. I'll be honest. With, with I think, Matt and um, Mary, it's kind of questionable that you can think about it. But with Lucy, she's very honest on where she stands about dating. And, and she was very comfortable making out, getting, right. and like being intimate with someone. When I say intimate, I mean emotionally. She yes. had no qualms about that. She was very open. But with Mary and Matt, I think it's questionable. I'll be honest. I guess this is the show's way of telling us definitively that Mary did not have sex with anyone before marriage. Because yeah. Simon says, That's, I'm the first one to, to break that rule or yeah. whatever. Which, which, weren't you a little shocked I because you remember Mary? I was so sure Mary fucked old guy Captain. Yeah. I was so sure Mary fucked Wilson. Like, I mean, I was like so sure Mary was boning the minute she got out of that house, you know? Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I'm not even I'm not even trying to come from a place of judgment or like, you know, trying to say one thing is wrong or the other is right or whatever. It's not even about that for me. It's just for me. It's this interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Right. Of like, like if we took a poll, right, if we polled a hundred people mm -hmm. that got married at like in their early 20s, like between 20 and 24. Yeah. And who waited till marriage to have sex for the first time. Yeah. Like I'd be curious to know one, how's that marriage going? Yeah. Two, like if you could have, would you just have had sex with that person instead of marry them? Mm -hmm. You know, or not, not, not even if you could have, but if you felt like you, like you could, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you felt like it would be morally okay for you or whatever, like, those are two very interesting questions to me because, and, and I think that's what the show is trying to t trying to touch on here, albeit rather inelegantly. Like, you know, Matt says like, I'm happy. Lucy's happy. Look at us. But then, okay, is Mary? Yeah. And, you know, and of course it's easier for the show to pick on Mary. We've talked about this. God, She's not there. She can't defend herself. It's just it's so easy. mean. It's, it, it's useless is what yeah. it is. But, but, you know, Mary's like the, the statistic of someone who got married young, you yeah. know, had a kid mm -hmm. and now 
she's feeling a little antsy pantsy, you know, because why did she get married in the first place to this guy she barely knew? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, the issue is shame. Interesting. The issue is shame. That's what I think. No, you, it's because they're like, no, you should wait until you're married. No one's really having a conversation on why you should wait. It's more of this fear based bullshit that's happening. I would argue it's also guilt or maybe guilt instead of shame. You know, guilt about God and guilt about family and pressures and, yeah. you know, sort of morality that, that, that's been instilled in you, yeah. you know, as a child or growing up or whatever. True. Um, and because it even comes up with Martin and Simon, you know, when they're having that whole conversation, like, um, okay, let me, let me remember exactly how it goes down. Simon, um, goes over to the garage to be in the garage or whatever and meets Martin yeah. in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And Simon is already sort of spiraling because yeah. the rumor mill is like going crazy in the house because mm-hmm. he's here and everyone's like, why are you here? What's going on? Yeah. You know, whatever. And so he's now confronting Martin and being like, like, does everybody know that I'm having sex? Like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And Martin's like, okay, but don't you feel bad at all that you're like having sex with these women and you know you have no intention of marrying them or committing to them in any way like don't you feel bad about that and simon's like no i don't because it's just sex and like there's no expectation and there's no pretense around it Mm -hmm. like it's a physical relationship and i'm having a good time and they're having a good time and i don't feel guilty about that yeah. You know, which I think is pretty healthy, all things considered. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't be like, he needs to be more responsible. Use a fucking condom. Yes. Use birth control. Absolutely. Yes. But I'm kind of proud of the fact that like he he can see sex for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this big fucking puritanical yeah. thing that's got all this mysticism tied to it or you know like I yeah. mean, at the end of the day it's just a physical act you know what I mean like it, let's like let's 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 like demystify sex well you know? it's, it's not only that though I just think that be honest about what it is you want if you're gonna have a sexual relationship and you're just going to have sex no relationship be upfront about it and please even the women be upfront about that you're okay with this or not because to be quite honest i can't i i can't do it casually yeah because for me it is truly emotional and that is truly i mean and that is everyone's own journey exactly. and you know exactly whatever for lack of a better term like cross to bear yeah you know exactly what I mean? it's whatever yeah th- that's all i'm saying is if both parties are honest with each other do whatever you want. Right. Who cares? And this is my problem with Martin here because he then makes it about Ruthie. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, well, what about Ruthie? And you know, she's dating now. And like, how would you feel if that was happening to her? or If she was doing that stuff? And he's like, okay, but that's my sister. I'm talking about me. And he's like, well, isn't every girl someone's daughter or sister? And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. As a father of daughters. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just Martin. Like, 
and it's honestly Brenda Hampton. Who are we kidding? Yep. You know, like Brenda here, like, ugh, I can't believe these words came out of your pen. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, really? Now you're going to make Simon have this moral, you know, come to Jesus moment because it's because of his sister. Yeah. And it's like, that's just so gross because he's not responsible. Like, like his his choices and his path and mm-hmm. how he chooses to live his life has no bearing on how Ruthie is or isn't and her own cho- choices and her own path. Yeah. He has no place to impose his morality or lack thereof on her. Yeah. You know, and, and all of a sudden he's going to have this talk with Ruthie where he's like, well, so listen, I want to have a talk with you. Like I made some choices and you know, I don't want you to make those choices. It's like, why do you regret yours, Simon? Is yeah. that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah. Is that what's happening right now? Cause it sounds like you don't regret it. So what's the deal here, man? Mm-hmm. Trying to tell Ruthie not to have sex. Yeah. Like what the fuck is that about? Yeah. And I mean, and I can't help but, but feel a little like sensitive to the fact that it's a female versus a male. You know what I mean? Like, like would he have the same conversation if he had a little brother who was dating? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that he would. Well, Martin put it in his head about Ruthie. Well, Martin, I'm, I'm like, I'm still here for Martin because I definitely want him and Ruthie to like be together. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just like, see, this is also too a question of like, is Martin projecting his own like anxiety about Vincent onto Simon and like making Simon have anxiety about Ruthie when really it's Martin who doesn't feel great about the fact that Ruthie's with Vincent. You know what I mean? Probably. I think so. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the writing's on the wall here, dude. Like, <laughs> let's, let's just, like, face ourselves, you know? Yep. Um. So it kind of all comes to a head because basically, like, the kids, kids meaning Lucy, Kevin, Simon, and Ruthie, you pretty much spend the whole episode, like, behind closed doors having, you know, com- yeah. and Matt, of course, having conversations amongst themselves, whatever, that, like, Eric and Annie are trying to, like get to the bottom of and like yeah. figure out what's going on like why did Simon and Matt come home this weekend like why is everyone hush hush behind closed doors having conversations like what's going on so finally they um they sit everybody down in the living room and it's like a family meeting and they're sitting there and they're like and they're talking about everything and then that whole thing of like Eric and Annie think that Simon's having a baby because the twins were misinformed about what they overheard. Yeah. And also flat out lied to Ruthie about what they heard. Yeah. Like, it's not a case of misunderstanding. They lie. They go, mom and dad said Simon's having a baby. I'm like, your mom and dad never fucking said that, though. Yeah. You flat out lied to Ruthie I remember getting confused about that. I'm like, wait, when did this happen? What did I miss? It's very confusing. So finally, they sit them down and Eric and Annie are trying to, like, coax it out of Simon that he might be having a baby. Yeah. But then Simon's like, yeah, well, that was months ago. Matt knows about it. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, it's a whole, like, haha comedy of errors. Yeah. Like, no one knows what's going on. Mind you, the audience does. So who's mm-hmm. that for, you know? Um, so then Ruthie has that moment with Simon where 
she's already okay ruthie thinks that simon's also having a baby ever actually yeah. everyone thinks besides matt yeah that simon's having a baby so when this whole baby thing happens and he's like that's not true ruthie's like well simon has promised he's never gonna have sex again yeah until he's married mm-hmm. because of the conversation that he had with ruthie or whatever yep. and simon's like i didn't promise that what are you talking about and lucy has to be like promise her dude yeah <laughs> like, come on dude get on board here and, but but i'm with simon here i'm like why does he have to fucking promise anything no as much as no one should have to promise anything you know what i mean like like i'm sorry mom and dad but simon doesn't live under your roof anymore so at what point does he get to make his own choices and exactly. live by his own code exactly you know like, I get it. Your rule is my kids don't have sex until they're married. Fine. And that worked for for Lucy. And it mm-hmm. worked for Matt. And it also, I guess, worked for Mary, although she wasn't living under the roof. Yeah. But Simon's, like, pieced out two years ago or a year ago at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, like, he doesn't owe you anything. No. He's 18. He's living his life. He gets to make choices and live by his own credo. Yeah. Anyway, so... All of that goes down and, you know, Lucy and Kevin come clean about the fact that they can't leave yet or whatever. And so um, Annie does that awesome mom thing where she's like, okay, so this is a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why don't we all go have dinner and then we can all sleep on it and then we'll talk more later, you know, like she's she's really sweet in that moment because she recognizes like this is a bigger conversation than right now in this living room, you know, seriously. So let's not get crazy and let's not get angry with ourselves. Let's just go have dinner and then we can sleep on it. Mm -hmm. So, but of course, Eric can't let it go because he's already overheard that Mary has some bad news for him. Yeah. So he confronts our four kids. Kevin, Kevin our four kids. Kevin conveniently is like, I'm going to go check on Savannah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's just Matt, Lucy, uh, Ruthie, and Simon, and Eric. And, um, Let's just listen to it. You two weren't going to give your mother and me your bad news until Simon gave us his bad news. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mary gave us her bad news. What's Mary's bad news? Okay. I promise that I'll, I'll be surprised when Mary gives me her bad news. But I want to know her bad news. And I want to know it right now, this very second. They're having another baby. Another baby? But Charlie's just... They thought you and mom would be upset. That's why they're waiting to tell you. And it's it's kind of soon. You never know. She might not even be pregnant. Yeah, and, and she wants to wait a couple of months before she makes it official. But once they tell you, it's official. I mean, we're just the aunts and uncles, so it's not the same as telling the grandparents. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's such bad news. And I, I'm going to want to tell your mother. I, in fact, I'm going to want to tell your mother right now. Remember, you promise when Mary calls, you're going to be surprised. Promise. <sighs> I had to tell him something. We didn't have to tell him a lie. Although I've got to hand it to you, that was a whopper. It's just like old times. Here we are again, lying for Mary. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of made me like, oh! It made me, yeah, it gave me the the feels. Yeah. Like them four sitting on that couch. It didn't it take you back to it the really, old episodes? It really did. It took me right back to like season four, man. I don't like this show. I don't care. So- <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> no, but it was I mean, I love that I love that Ruthie gets to call it out. Like yeah. I, okay. 
a better show wouldn't have had to call it out, right? Yeah. The audience would have felt yeah, it without exactly. it being said. This is not that show. No, it's so not. So it needs to be textual as opposed to subtextual. So, yeah. so I was glad for it. I, I appreciated that moment of Ruthie being like, we're right back where we started. Yeah. Like all of us sitting here lying to our parents about fucking Mary and her fucked up choices. Like it did feel kind of like weirdly like full circle and yeah. kind of like cool. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. But again, knowing, knowing what we know, which is that Mary's not, not coming, coming back at all. It, it cheapens it. Yep. Like if all of this was leading to a Mary moment, mm-hmm. you know, we could feel better about it. I think yeah. but it's so, it just falls flat. Cause you're like, okay so they're just gonna keep talking about her and she's gonna keep not being there and it's gonna be awkward and weird and you know yep whatever god just recast it (laughs) something honestly they probably could have and should have now that i'm thinking now that you said that i'm like they really just should have for as much talking about mary as they do yeah they should have just recast it man but I'm sure everybody would have had a shit storm. The fact that Jessica Biel like had been recasted, but she left the damn show. And it's not like it would be unprecedented. Plenty of shows in the early, like or late, late eighties and early nineties and stuff did that. You oh know? yeah. Three's Plenty company, bro. They cast because they lost Suzanne Summer for Chrissy. They brought like two, uh, two blondes to yeah. play her role. Yeah. On Fresh Prince, we got a new Aunt Viv. Oh yeah, we did. You we know, did get a new like, Aunt Viv. It's not, it's not unprecedented. They yeah. definitely could have done that. Mm. I don't know. Whatever, I mean, in a choices. way, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I also think that would have been hilarious in this moment. Like, yeah. as, as these podcasters, like, watch binge watching the show would have been hilarious that, like, all of a sudden there's a new Mary, you know? Imagine but. there was and we had no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. This episode, man, I, I think I, I might have come full circle and I was not as forgiving as I thought I might be but Mm. um because it's not you know there's there's some interesting things I will say that like the gun conversation I think is worthwhile Mm -hmm. the sex before marriage conversation I think is worthwhile which one though all of it okay so the the entire thing yeah like as a theme yeah right like sort of how they were able to touch it like, yeah. or have that conversation touch all of the Camdens, mm-hmm. you know, I think was, was, um, interesting to say the least. Um, and then other parts of it where I'm just like, okay, what is Martin doing in this episode? You know, like what's going on with Martin? Seriously. Like how much time did he have? Like how much airtime did he have on this show? Not a lot. Like five, 10 minutes at the most. I, I think it's really just the scene with Kevin with the bat and, and then the scene with, with Simon. Simon. Yeah. Talk about just peppering him in. Because he's not even in the living room when they're having no, their meeting and not. stuff. Yeah, he's decidedly not there. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get that. It's not yeah. It's not his family. Like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't really have... Even the twins aren't there, you know? Like, yeah, whatever. that's true. Um, Man, but those twins are talking. They really are. Yeah. It's... It's just a little weird, but you know what it is? It's because they're not the greatest actors. <laughs> the truth, here's the right. The truth is like they're just not that great. Yeah. So it's a little like weird, and they take mm-hmm. forever to say one word, and you know, yeah. it's just like okay, let's get over this already. Like I'm done, you know. But we're yeah, and then and the fact that they flat out lied to Ruthie here, man. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, and it kind of just goes un. 
explained. Yeah. Like it sort of gets swept under the rug. But I was like, these are not good spies and they did not learn from Ruthie. They really didn't. Yeah. They, I think they like to think they learned from Ruthie. Ruthie fact checks herself. Ruthie was, <laughs> Ruthie was the greatest spy known yeah. to man as, as far as the Camdens are concerned. Like, right? She, I love too when they said like, we heard it sitting right here. And she's like, yeah, you hear a lot sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah, she she knew she knew how to play her cards. You yeah. know, these idiots are just like they'll talk to anyone who listens to them. You know, basically. Um. Yeah. Any other stray observations or thoughts about this episode? I really can't think of anything. I can't either. I feel like we've touched on it. Yep. Um. Let's rate this sucker. Two thumbs down. Interesting. Two thumbs down. I don't know. I just like I can give it a thumb up, and th- I just I just can't get on anyone's side really, because mm-hmm. it's just a little. Except Simon's kind of, but even he, his his foundation even falters. Even yeah. he gets a little weak because he's not sure. Yeah. In some in some points, but yeah, I don't know. It's just whatever. Oh, well, I actually think you know we'll we'll put a pin in it for this episode. Yeah, because I think for the next episode it'll be even more you know more apropos to talk about. But I think you've hit on something about Simon's weakness here. Yeah, that he is a a weak. Yeah, his character is weak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which know. which is confusing wording. What I mean is like Simon the character's yeah. character Dur. is weak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got you. I'm going to give this episode one thumb up and one thumb down. Okay. Um, for basically, basically what I've already said. Um, again, I think some of this stuff here is was worth talking about and mm-hmm. worth exploring and yeah. touching on. And it was it was fairly interesting. Mm-hmm. Once again, the show fails on execution. Yes, like, it, it always, always it always it, its downfall is the the delivery. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's the way in which a message is brought across, or you know, a point is tried to made to be made. Yeah. Like, the points are valid or solid, but then it falls apart when you're watching it. You're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening? You know, like, so, I thought you had an opinion. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Or just like, or when, when I can sit here and think of a better way to cut or edit or, or, or explain something yeah. than what was put in front of me. I'm like, so am I just doing your job then? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal? Exactly. You know? Um, so for that reason, it's going to get one thumb down and one thumb up, but all in all, like, you know, not the worst episode for me. All right. All right. So, you know, that's what we do. (laughs) So what we do. That's how we do it. Um, well, listen, guys, that's going to do it for us. But as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a review, we will read it and love it and be forever grateful to you. You can follow us on social media at the number four heaven's sake pod on all the places or send us an email at spelled out for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. 
Also, we're on Patreon. We have been for a while now. You guys know. Patreon.com slash the number four Heaven's Sake Pod, um, where you can subscribe, become a Heaven Head, and get access to two bonus episodes a month of live commentary on movies that T has seen that I have not. You want to be a Heaven Head. There are so many of them. Mm -hmm. I will say... um, well, actually, when this drops, I think we'll have released another one. But as of this recording, um, we just recently recorded with honors, Aww. which, as far as I'm concerned, is a is a um, not as well known. Yeah, maybe. like I had never even really heard of it. But um, but I was so pleasantly, you know, surprised and just I have fallen in love with this movie and i think that really comes across on the podcast (laughs) um so if you subscribe to patreon.com slash the number four heaven's sake pod you get access to that and like 14 other ones we've done (laughs) so Mm -hmm. far it's quite a bit several hours of content for you there and uh yeah until next time bye bye